Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where I just commuted in with a Groucho Marx, a live Raggedy Ann, and two students from Hogwarts, and I can confidently say it's just another morning here in New York City. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch, but enough about me. Yoni, let's talk about you. On behalf no, of everyone. Enough about me. Good on morning. behalf of we'll everyone here at the Nahum Siegel Network, we would like to express our sympathies for the game loss, the game seven loss of your beloved Houston Astros. But I want to ask you the following question totally seriously. After sending me and Nahum ridiculously obnoxious and snotty gifs after your Astros beat our Yankees, what did you expect to happen? How's your headset? You want me you to raise it a little? tempted the wrath from high above the thing. What are you doing? You worried about karma? You worried about what jersey you're wearing for game seven when you're in a different state? But yet you think it's okay to mock Yankee fans. That's where you're wrong. That's why there was a game seven loss. Wallach, out. And lower these headsets. I'm going to die here. <laughs> Seriously, what happened to your boys last night? We're not talking about it. Tough subject. How's it sound? You want to talk about your dating life? That sounds better, okay. honestly. Okay. What happened last night? Hi. <sighs> Seriously, let's talk about it a little bit. And no, the the sound in here is enough to to really. It's still out. It's terrible. No, it's like on the lowest thing over Yoni, here. Yoni, Yoni. I I mean, let's not fight in front of the kids. But honestly, yeah, it's way too. I don't even know what I'm oh lowering at this oh point. Oh my god! It's loud. It's That's terrible. not even possible. It's okay. Do you want to listen? No. Can we get back to the show? Yeah. Let's talk about your boys. What happened last night? I got nothing. I got it. I got nothing. I want you to know when I was awake, they were winning. That was I the wish, problem. I fell asleep. I wish it was the case for me too. And they were. It was a great, great pitching outing, right? You could say that. Yeah. I I would. He that, that one inning. What's his name? I, I don't know. He was on Madison. Yeah, the point. pitcher, the Astros pitcher. Who? Oh, uh, Granky. Yeah, mm-hmm, him. Yeah, he was great. He was great. All that fielding and he uh, that was amazing. It was all really, really impressive. So what happened? It beats me. You really have no idea. There was a lot of tweeting I saw going on by you, and you know, this morning trying to explain. The I don't loss. remember yesterday. Is that what happened I here? Don't, what you the, blocked it out I, of your mind. October thirtieth is nowhere in my memory. So basically, you have a calendar of three hundred and sixty-four days. Believe it or not, I do believe it. I do believe it. Is your brother Tani able to speak this morning? I mean, or is he still at a loss for words? Probably the same. Probably the same as you. Yeah. Have you spoken to him? No. Uh, in like a WhatsApp group, but not specifically. Are there any crying emojis that are being shared back and forth? Um, no. What is, I, I mean, what do the pundits say? <clears throat> Tip your cap, right? Yoni. What? Yoni, what happened to your boys last night? Tip your cap, you know? What does that mean? Uh, a better team last night. Okay, is that oh. what is that what it's about, or did or was there like some kind of no 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 implosion? That's... No, I don't think so. You don't think I just gave you two options. You just said I don't think so. Uh, yeah, you no. gave me an answer to both. Yeah, no. So you think they were just a better team? Uh, yeah. Is that hard for you to say? Mm, is this yeah. a tough therapy session for mm, you? Yeah, I'm enjoying this a little bit. At too least much. it's free. That's true, but it will. There are people listening, and so this might, you know. This might come back to haunt you. What can you do? October 31st. This is going to be a day. Which one is a day that lives in infamy? To me, it's November 1st already. Is that what happened? Yeah. You just my, skipped... my calendar skip October 30th. Wow. So yesterday was October 31st. That's a cool trick. <laughs> I don't know if that's how it works. I don't know how it works either. Yeah. But um, but again, what did your father <clears throat> say? What are the national holidays today? I will do the national holidays uh-huh. in a moment. 
I appreciate you trying to hurry this up, but no. Yeah. No, my father actually hasn't texted me. Oh, boy. My mother is uh, trying to check in, <laughs> but I won't have it. <laughs> she doesn't okay. get it. My dad gets it. He knows just to lay low. He knows I'll come around one day. Would your father have been ridiculous enough to send two Yankee fans gifs after the Astros had beat yeah, the Yankees? Yeah, if he knew yeah. how to. Oh, if he knew how to. Okay, right. fair point. Fair point. So you think that that karma has nothing to do with it? No, no, no. no. You didn't. You didn't tempt anybody. I don't believe in karma. Right. Are you wearing the same <laughs> shirt you wore yesterday? I have burned everything. From ah, there we go. And there's the rational expl- explanation from Yoni Pollock. Mm. Yoni. I better luck next year. Amen. Amen. Um, the two names I learned this year were Soto. Yeah, he's a good one. He is a good one. But, you know, and Altuve, both of whom I'm pretty also confident will buy and bring to New York, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the next couple of months, because that's what we do. That's is what happens. That's correct. Sometimes. That's correct. Well, Hatzlacha to you. Thank and, you. And All uh, right. What happened, what happened with your other Houston team last night? That was wild. Did they win? Yeah, it they was the won. Rockets. Yeah, that was like yeah. And who'd they play? Washington. Also. Yeah. <laughs> so they won that game. Yeah, I would have switched the results if it were me. But well, I, clearly one out of two plans, ain't bad. Right? One out yeah. of two ain't bad. Uh, let's do those national holidays first. I do want to do the fortune cookie. I do. Uh, you know, Yoni. I realize you set me up with this, by the way. Um, I don't know why like you today didn't... you could have gotten the fortune cookie. Right, but I do recognize that there's nothing good going to come out of this fortune cookie because you touched it. Definitely not with the way my week's been going. No, no, no. Your week is disaster. One Shabbos. It is not soon enough. Um, Okay, fortune cookie. Success won't taste so good without failure as appetizers. Yoni, you did pick a winner. Oh, my word. Here we go. Yoni, you know what this means. You guys are going to win next year because you suffered the ultimate failure. Of course, it was one heck of an appetizer. But yes, success won't taste so good without failure as appetizers. Yoni, we have to play this today. National holidays. I do believe that, by the way. I agree also. You ever heard the song Wish You Pain? No. Andy Grammer? Yeah, it's about. No, but Andy Grammer would have a song called Wish You Pain. Yeah. Yes. Um, Okay, national holidays. Yeah. Uh, it's Girl Scout Founders Day. Cool. It is, yeah, Books for Treats Day, mm-hmm. which is obviously a nod to Halloween. It's also Halloween oh, yeah. on the, <laughs> exactly, hence Oh, God, the, I got to deal with that tonight. Yoni, did you not hear me say that I came into work today with a Groucho oh, Marks and a Raggedy Ann? Yeah, I try not paying attention There to was this. a woman <laughs> next to me on the platform at the Long Island Railroad who, I mean, she's probably your height and had the most- Whoa enormous Raggedy Ann red yarn wig on her head that I have ever seen in my life. And it was, I I couldn't figure out what was going on until I remembered that it was October 31st. Yes. So there was a Groucho Marx on Grand Street. He literally walked out of one of the bodegas with a cup of coffee. You should have dressed up as a Yankee fan. I should have. That would have been fun. Um, Yeah. So it's books for treats day. If you're not into giving candy um, and you have, you know, reasons to give candy, give a treat, give a book. That's a treat, at least for people like me. Um, it's also National Caramel Apple Day, which makes sense. National Doorbell Day. <laughs> exactly. Who knew? Such great stick. Who knew? National Knock Knock <laughs> Jokes Day. Uh, not dad jokes. No, knock knock jokes. Okay. National Magic Day. National World Cities Day. National World Savings Day. I have no idea what that's about. And, of course, National UNICEF Day, which I'm not exactly sure why I'm mentioning, but that one I decided to mention. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Um, that one I decided to mention. So yeah, with everything that you're going to contend, you didn't notice. I want any- that fortune. Okay. I okay. Want here it. you go, honey. I need it. You didn't. Yes, you do. But now I don't want it because if you're playing it, then it's definitely going to lose. Success won't taste as so good without failure as appetizers. Yeah, I'm in. I don't know. That was a main course last night. Yeah, uh, yeah. You had all three courses last night. Yep. Deep breath, Yoni. <sighs> Deep breath. You're listening to that's live here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I am joined by a returning guest uh, and someone of whom I am a huge fan. The pop art rabbi Yitzchak Muli joins us by phone. For those of you who are not familiar with Muli's art, you can check out Muli art, that's for sure. He is a conceptual artist whose work explores the intersection of spirituality and the material world. He grew up in Melbourne, Australia, and spent his formative years in the Hasidic Brooklyn. He brings together colorful worlds of his hippie upbringing and his Hasidic culture, which results in a unique palette of colors and ideas. Molly uses... M- Molly, <laughs> Muli uses silkscreen and painting in his process, but is careful not to be limited to any one medium. Rather, he is consistently seeking out new modes of expressions to convey his ideas. And he has recently returned from Israel, and we're going to hear all about that installation. Rabbi Muli, good morning. Good morning, Miriam. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you very much for having me back. Not at all. Thank you for thank you for joining me. So we have a number of different things to talk about, and I, I'm so excited um, to share with our listeners who were not in Israel over the Chagim, which I would have to say is most people, myself included, um, what you were involved in there, because it's really quite unique. But more than that, to me, as a fan, it represents a- an appreciation and a recognition of the work that you do. Amen. There is, Where do we begin? Well, I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to begin that in a second. But I want to ask you a question, even before we talk about your involvement in the Jerusalem. Is it the Biennale? How do I pronounce that? If we're cultured, we call it Biennale. Biennale, okay. If we're not cultured, then then we call it bi- biannual. Amazing, biannual. Good, good, because it happens every two years. Um, let me ask you the following question. You know, there, we, there are a number of artists, both in the Jewish world and obviously in the secular world as well, who... Um, are, are struggling artists their entire lives. It would seem to me that you have had the good fortune of developing a following and a name for yourself, which is, which is you know, only reinforced by the fact that you were invited to be part of this unbelievable collaboration in Jerusalem. So I'm wondering how much of, of this, let's call it success, because that's a word I can use, but how much of this recognition do you believe is not only a part uh, is not only in part because you are constantly, constantly, um, diligently working to promote your work through social media and through different avenues, but also because your art is something that that is is so easily lovable and easily appreciated that it can therefore be be absorbed by m- many people of different backgrounds so the, the question is is uh to what do you question? to what do you attribute your success i guess is the to show what, uh, to- okay well you know <laughs> the the installation uh that i have in jerusalem that we're going to get to is titled spread your light and that is a theme that i've been enamored with for for many years and uh you know when you see a beautiful piece of art when you see something striking in in whatever form it is uh it resonates and uh the idea of spreading light you know uh 
physics teaches, you know, and, and uh, you know, science tells us that darkness, you know, it, darkness is just the absence of light. So when you bring light, it, it spreads light. And uh, my work is all about light. And I'm, I'm grateful that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the one, you know, the, the torch bearer, if you may. Um, mm. And uh, I'm just I'm just trying to bring light to the world. And I, and I think it shows because there's such positivity in your work that um, you can't do anything but look at it and smile. It just brings, it just brings, you know, continuing that light metaphor, it brings a tremendous amount of warmth when, um, when you stand and appreciate it. So let's talk about the biennial or the, whatever we're going to call it, the installation in in Jerusalem. Tell me first how they contacted you and then tell me your role in it. So this is my second time being involved in the, uh, the Jerusalem biennial. Uh, I was part of it uh, two years ago with a show called Pop Sadox. Uh, which is all about pop, uh, pop art in the Orthodox world, in the firm world. Uh, I had a piece, uh, my classic piece, uh, the cult classic titled Orange Socks, a sure. line of chassidim, <laughs> uh, with one guy wearing orange socks, which is my self-portrait, but it's something that many people connect with, right. the idea of finding your own light, finding your own orange socks in the world. Uh, that was two years ago. They invited me back. Uh, they actually saw the work that I did, um, I had uh, over Hanukkah this past year, I took my family's RV uh, because every family needs an RV, sure. and uh, I wrapped it in a 25 foot long black vinyl uh, with a message uh, over the top hashtag Light Over Darkness, and that was you know somewhat in response to um, to the massacre in Pittsburgh, and I felt I wanted to bring light to the darkness. I drove around uh, New York, New Jersey, and I asked people. I had 100 markers, all bright colors, and said do a mitzvah, commit to doing a mitzvah, and write that mitzvah on the black wall and transform darkness to light. The mm. light over darkness, and every, I had a menorah at the bottom, and every day of Hanukkah, I painted another flame. Um, and the good folks at the Jerusalem Biennial saw that, and they said, hey, bring some of that energy to Jerusalem. Mm. Now, the Jerusalem Biennial begins, uh, began over Sukkot, and Sukkot is not about light over darkness. Sukkot is Zman Simchatenu, which is joy. Uh, so I just went with share your light. Uh, as the concept. And uh, what I did was we built a structure, uh, which during Sukkot was a sukkah, and now it's just a, a structure. Uh, the outside is reflective plexiglass. The inside is white walls and white floor. And I actually had two windows, uh, one going from about 60% mark uh, on the wall, going all the way up and open at the top. So it's you know reaching upwards, and then another window from the 60% mark reaching down, uh, so, you know, the sukkah is, is the interface between heaven and earth. And really, this whole idea is us reaching, you know, to the divine and the divine reaching to us. The idea of a mitzvah is how we connect to God. Amazing. Uh, but really, the interactive element, the exciting part of it, is that I printed 10,000 flame-shaped stickers, um, 10 different varieties, 1,000 of each, and brought them with me to Israel. And the idea, again, is for people to commit to doing a positive deed, commit to doing a mitzvah, and then stepping into the space and taking one of these flame stickers and putting it on the wall of the sukkah and transforming the space. And that's what we do. We spread light. Every, every positive act that we do, we spread more light. And the idea of the installation is to transform the, this white, these white walls full of color and thereby, you know, transforming the whole world with our good deeds. Beautiful. What, what's the difference, pardon my ignorance, what's the difference between reflective glass and mirror? 
Uh, one is, I mean, a mirror is, is glass with silver behind it, and then reflective plexiglass is the cheaper, you know, non-destructible oh. or less destructible version. <laughs> Got it. But, but, in, but in effect, it, it obviously does the same thing, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Got so it. It's a mirror. That, and the idea is for people to see themselves right. in, the, in the space and, and to draw them in. Beautiful. And, um, how, and how was that received? It was very well received. People loved it. Of course, the kids loved stickers, yeah. uh, but people loved that, uh, you know, my art is, is accessible. I, I want to make right. my art accessible. And as I go on, I, I'm, I'm, my, my art is becoming more and more interactive, that it's not about me making a piece and you looking at it and saying, wow, or otherwise, it's about us doing something together so that I'm, I'm setting up, you know, blank canvases, so to speak, for people to come and interact with. Ten years ago, would you have imagined that people would well uh, would be as receptive to your art as they are? No, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a journey, and we uh, right. keep on, you know, keep on moving forward. JewishStreetArt.com is where we can see your participation in an installation called Seven Days of Creation." Tell me about that. Yes, so part two of the biannual because. Instead of going for one thing, I went for two things. Um, a, a dear friend, Hillel Smith, is a curator of this show. And the Jerusalem Biennial had, I don't even know, 26, 30 different shows in, in multiple locations around Jerusalem. And you can see that, I think, at JerusalemBiannual.org or just searching Jerusalem Biannual. Uh, but one of them was uh, this show called the Jewish Street Art Festival, which Hillel wants to now take around the world. But uh, we did two things. So one was... Uh, seven Days of Creation at the uh, the Artist Colony. The Artist Colony is just outside Migdal David. Um, and on the back wall, there was, there was a bunch of, this happened to be seven grates covering seven AC units. And they were looking to spruce it up and make it look beautiful. And seven is, hey, the Seven Days of Creation. So we, they divided up, gave each artist a grate uh, with one of the Days of Creation. And I got Shabbat. Uh, again, spread your light. And I created a piece that you could see on uh, on the website, as you said, of three Shabbat candles uh, instead of two, and we can go into that as well. And uh, so the you know, and then a halo of darkness, and then the light, the energy of the Shabbat candles spreading out. Well, the three is, the three versus the two was obviously the first question I was going to ask you. So speak to me about that for a second. So the three versus the two. Number one is is this conversation piece. You get to ask me, and therefore I get to answer. <laughs> And the most beautiful thing was that I was up there during Sukkot, Cholamod, you know, decked out on the one of the pictures has me on a uh, on a crane, on a uh, on a huge cherry picker, and I'm up there in my painting clothes, and you know, an Orthodox family, a Haredi family, walked by, and this little kid yells out, he goes, "Why are you doing three candles in Hebrew?" And uh, you know, my Hebrew is getting better, <laughs> and again, this gave me an opportunity to to share that uh, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, of which I am a Hasid. Uh, gives us the opportunity, created a mitzvah, created, a, you know, of his 10 mitzvot, you know, mitzvah campaign for women and girls, for women and girls by the age of three to start lighting candles. Mm -hmm. And there's another Hasidic artist who did a painting once with two candles, and he, he gave it to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe, amongst many, many other things, is an art critic. And the Rebbe said, when you paint candles, don't paint two. Paint three for the parents and for the child, for a daughter, and specifically put the, the, the child candle in the middle, you have this idea of a nuclear family, you have the idea of the love and the protection of the parents surrounding the child and nurturing the child. 
So here I am on the side of a, a upper cherry picker on the side of a wall in Jerusalem, and this kid asks me this question, and I get to answer back. Rebbe Milabavich Amar, mm. you know, the Rebbe Milabavich says this idea of of spreading light even further and to the next generation. Beautiful. And I think I took that family by surprise, and hopefully they'll remember that. Well, I have to imagine you take most people by surprise when you think of people and the you know a stereotypical impression that one would would have or idea one would have of somebody who is a street artist or who is part of a street installation, street art installation, I can't imagine too many Lubavitcher Hasidim come to mind as the paradigm for what you would expect in a street artist. But yet... Please God, please God I'll be the first of many. <laughs> Do you find, by the way, that, you know, amongst other Lubavitcher Hasidim that people are are taken with your work and, and more than that are inspired to express themselves artistically because you've already done so? I think so. I think, I, I think, you know, we, um, people talk about, you know, we, that we're at a, a renaissance in Jewish art. And I really believe that it's true. And I see more and more people painting. It happens to be a lot more females, a lot more women, girls are painting than men or creating the men. And hopefully we'll, we'll, you know, change that and improve that. But uh, in the 15 years or so that I've been doing this, yeah, there's definitely been an uptick. Wow. Uh, I think Jewish art is, is a number of years behind Jewish music. And you know the leaps and bounds that Jewish music is, is, uh, is, is at. But I think Jewish art is, is really, really moving forward in we're, many ways and at a, quite a fast pace. We're beyond the days of, I don't want to say beyond as if we left them behind, but we are more than... Stucca boxes and esrog cases. Yes, <laughs> as as I say, it's you know my my art is not your grandfather's Jewish art. There you go. That is for sure. Nor my mother's. <laughs> yes. You're listening yes. to that's life here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and I'm joined by artist pop art rabbi. Yitzchak Muli. You can find all of his art, Muli Art, M O U L L Y Art. A-R-T.com, com. You can find so many of his different works on that website available for, for purchase. I have to highly recommend you take a look at some of his work with your own eyes, not just on the website, but in person. Meet Muli on your own. If you actually, and I say this to my, I, I say this to, to all the listeners with, with a full heart, if you, if you watch Muli at work, and I've had the opportunity to see him work with children. If you if you ever get that opportunity, you should go. Because if you want to see someone who loves what they do and who loves to share what they do, Yitzchak Muli is one of those people. MuliArt.com, M-O-U-L-L-Y-A-R-T.com. Um, let me let me ask you let me ask you a couple more questions before we have to wrap up. Your next um, your next exhibition, your next showcase, your next viewing is when in the New York area? Uh, that is that is a good question. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I just got back. Uh, I mean, some of my work is up uh, on Central Avenue in Cedarhurst at uh, Beyond Metal Gallery. Okay. Um, you know, I'm in, in Midtown right now. I just got a bus in and I actually found a quiet spot in Midtown, but I'm on my way to uh, an office to talk about uh, some large-scale, uh, my next project, because it's always about the next project, large-scale um, murals, uh, sorry, not murals, large-scale um, sculptures uh, that I'm working on. Uh, I have a project for the um, 
the March of the Living in uh, coming up in, I don't know when it is, in a few months. Hopefully, I'll have it already in time. Wow. Uh, so I, I, I do a lot of workshops. I do a lot of, uh, I'm going up to Montreal this weekend uh, to do a, a mural, a plus one mural with the Friendship Circle in Montreal. Uh, going to the D.C. area a few weeks after that and then to Miami in December. Uh, I'm not sure when the next uh, art show in Manhattan is. Uh, maybe one of your listeners out there is interested and we'll do something together. Yeah, well, certainly looking for opportunities. Certainly keep us in mind, that's for sure. And I have to ask you one totally practical question. While this is going to sound absolutely ridiculous, tell me what it looks like when you pack to go overseas. I mean, you got 10,000 stickers in your in your suitcase because you're using this as part of the installation. And I imagine you bring your own spray paint. Am I correct? Uh, no, but thank God I didn't have to bring paint, uh, spray paint across across the world. Uh, they they have spray paint in Israel. Yeah, I know they um, have spray paint in Israel, but I imagine that you're probably very particular in terms of the brand that you use and the colors that you choose. So, did you just like figure it out when you got there? You worked with what they had, or you're literally shipping I, this? Hillel Hillel Smith also flew in from from DC. Uh, he had all that. They had all the paint that we needed. Um, I use house paint as part of what I do. I went to, uh, it was a cultural experience going to a, uh, a bodega sized Home Depot in, in Jerusalem <laughs> to find house paint that was very different. Um, but the colors are colors. Uh, and, uh, you kind of make do with what you got, you know, when you're on the road. Uh, when I pack, I think all my personal items fit inside my carry on. And then I take two full suitcases full of art and full of art materials and supplies and syringes and, and, uh, all sorts of, fun stuff to, to get the job done. Well, I'll tell you, you're, you're certainly you're certainly in good company because Lord knows when we travel here from the network, the equipment comes first. <laughs> that <laughs> That is for sure. MooleyArt.com. You can find more information there and you can contact him through and the website. If I may, we'll add uh, MooleyArt on Instagram and on Facebook. Yes. Um, I have to work on, uh, when I get a quiet moment, I'll work on updating my website. You got it. Okay, yeah, that's my fault. The Instagram and on Facebook, MooleyArt, M-O-U-L-L-Y-A-R-T. Rabbi Muli, as always, it is a pleasure to have you on. I thank you for your time and continued Hatzlacha to you. Amen. Thank you very much. You're very, very welcome. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And, uh, yeah, it's pouring here in New York, which is a little bit of our nod to Parsha Snowach accidentally. We're going to pull the music up in the background. It is, it is, we, uh, Yoni's telling me that I'm rushing it along, but, you know, it's going to come up at some point, is it not? Yes. Okay, fine. The programming continues here right after That's Life. It's the live lunch with Nachum Siegel. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing what you want, and now you're making your face at me. I can't win with you today. You bad karma. My word. Yes, the live launch with Nachum Siegel begins in just a few moments, and Nachum does not know, but we have a special guest calling in midway through the show, so certainly tune in and, and hear about that. And also, uh, the ribbing of Yoni will continue for the next two hours during the live launch. His Houston Astros, Game 7, major loss. We will have fun at Yoni's expense. <laughs> I think I need to go home. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> you are you are totally, totally fine. Throwback Thursday begins at 1 p.m. and an encore of JM Rewind is at 4 p.m. The Erev Shabbos show, hosted by Mark Zomik, begins at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Tomorrow morning, join Nachum as he hosts JM and AM from 6 to 9 a.m. And at the conclusion of JM and AM, join Naomi for Table for Two. 
And then, of course, an encore of the Arab Shabbos show begins right after that. And then the Kedem Arab Shabbos music mix continues up until candlelighting here in the New York area. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull this Matzai Shabbos at 9 p.m. And Matis hosts JM Sunday starting at 7 a.m. Eastern time. So now I will introduce the song, if that's okay with you, Yoni. Thank you. Yona Matza featuring Lipa. This is a Tzvi Silberstein release. Enjoy it. Happy Parshas Note. What are you making faces for now? You're not making faces at me? You're not. Is there music or there's no music? You're trying. So basically your karma continues and we're picking something else. Is that what you're about to tell me? No, we're going to play this. I'm killing time now. Live mic. How we doing? You're trying. Okay. All right. Svi Silverstein's Yona Matza featuring Lipa. Thank you, Avrami, for this selection. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Oh, I'm a little bit of 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 a little b